Lime, duh. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast for comedians who dissect the wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host, uh, the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, Dan Black, a.k.a. Dunsky uh, Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling, clap, 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 Donnie Wrestling, clap, 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 a.k.a. Donnie Capri, from that time I went to Italy. A.K.A. the modern day Goof Yeah, yeah Coming at ya Like Cleopatra Baby, baby Gabba, gabba Wee, gabba Wee, gabba, gabba This girl She is mine And <laughs> Damn She's fat <laughs> What up, Jabroniacs? We are back In action For your satisfaction With all of our spicy a Spicy Wrestling Reactions <laughs> I am here. Welcome to Kameen's Wrestling Podcast, Road Diaries. Uh, shout out to my boy, Cole Cabana, uh, his Road Diaries podcast. Check that out if you ever heard of that. Art Wrestling. I am here in Augusta, Georgia, uh, recording in my hotel room. And uh, that's why I'm kind of screaming, but butt whispering at the same time uh, <laughs> to doing the intro. And uh, as you can tell, I don't have my soundboard. I actually do have it. I have the capabilities to do it, and it's dead. So I was like, "Hey, it has to happen." Um, but we're coming off uh, like I'm, I now I'm like on the road right now, working, and I'm like, "Got it, gotta still fucking do the podcast." Uh, especially with a week like this and uh, especially some really loving wrestling right now. I'm loving what's going on and there's so much to talk about. Uh, but remember, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Uh, so listen, uh, the bonus episode, Patreon bonus episode this week, I'm going to do one on the Stone Cold show. I watched it, but here's the thing, and this is funny. I watched the show on mute in a Hampton Inn lobby. Uh, I didn't have it on mute, but some people came into the lobby, put it on mute. And so <laughs> I watched it <laughs> without the sound. So I have to go back and watch it. Uh, but I'm on the road right now uh, working on uh, – a show that I can't give too much detail on, but I'm very excited about it. And uh, uh, the cool thing, so yeah, so uh, that Patreon app for all the patrons, uh, be patient. I'm going to put a bonus app talking about the Stone Cold, uh, what's it, Steve Austin uh, says, or whatever the show is called. Who cares? It's called Stone Cold in an, uh, on an ATV talking about God knows what. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh the amazing thing right now is that I'm traveling and I'm, I'm working and it's it's kind of like my first time in a while where, uh, you know, because I live, you know, I'm a comedian, so I live kind of as unconventional uh, lifestyle. My schedule is always in flux. And truthfully, you know, sometimes you go through like crazy weeks and then dead weeks. You know, you're you're so my relationship with wrestling and watching it sometimes has been weird because I have shows at night. So sometimes it's on when I'm like. 
that's when I actually have something to do. But, you know, and I'm like, man, I wish that it was uh, uh, on earlier, you know. But I'm at this weird thing right now where when I'm watching wrestling, because I'm working around the clock and wrestling is like truly an escape for me right now. I put it on. I'm like, every time I get to watch it, I get that moment to watch it. I'm like, it, I feel like true relief. Like the way TV, the stress, the stress relief that television programs are supposed to give you. And boy, oh boy, it is awesome. Uh, and I'm so excited to just see wrestling in like a whole new lens. Also, I'm traveling around to all these hotels and I'm putting wrestling on and uh, I'm putting it on the lobby. I work late at night in the, in lobbies. Uh, basically, I have to prepare for the next day of shooting, but a lot of information's changing, so I'm up late at night but so I, people keep coming up to me talking about wrestling in lobbies and uh, one the one conversation you always get is like some people when they see wrestling it's very irritating but they see wrestling and they just go oh man like this response of like oh man i haven't seen this in a while like and, and uh, uh, I can't help. It's funny because, you know, I consider myself a friendly, nice guy. But this attitude irks me so much because I, I there's this thing that's just like, this thing's still on. Like, oh, my God, I used to watch this when I was a kid. And you're like, yeah. And my response is always just like, yeah, it's still good. Now, I'm not an asshole. I'm not being mean. But there is this thing that's like, very people are they're very comfortable with like something that I'm very vested in being like, I, like this, oh, my God, I can't believe you like this. And it just, it's like. It's, um, I know people aren't trying to be mean and it's not something you should be upset with. I think they're just like, you know, people fall into their, their norms of society and the norm of society is that like wrestling is uh, a for kids and B is something that, uh, isn't watched anymore, uh, since attitude era, it's died out. But I mean, the amount of times people just like, will regale me about like, oh my God, I used to watch it and me and my brother would put moves on each other. And I'm just like. I don't know. Do, do people do that with like if you watch uh, baseball or something? They're just like, oh my god, I used to play t-ball. You know, I used to. It's, oh, this. Oh man, I used to wear a baseball cap sometimes. You know. Uh, anyway, I just. Uh, uh, you know. It, you know. It's just everyone. So watching wrestling in public like that, it's. Uh, it's. <laughs> you're gonna get attention. But we'll see what come fall. Maybe it'll be a big move. Anyway, so look, we got a lot to talk about, okay? SummerSlam week. Uh, SummerSlam weekend just happened. And TakeOver, I mean, incredible shows. I want to kick this off by calling my best bud. I got, so since we don't have cash-ins right now, okay, we're going to put the cash-ins on hold until I'm off the road. Um, and I'll be on the road the next couple of weeks. Um, and, man, I mean, oh, the Georgia air. I'm, I'm feeling phenomenal being here in Georgia. But. I'm gonna call it my best bud Shabiro. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a cashing out. We're doing cash outs, and I'm gonna go cash out to him. Let's see. Uh, let's call him up. I want to talk to this guy. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hey, this is Jason Shabiro oh my. reminding you to leave a message and always remember: don't text and drive. It can wait. Wow, well, uh, <laughs> you're, now that you hear a real annoying uh, voicemail machine, but uh, also, he did not pick up, even though I told, he told me he was going to pick up, and uh, you know what, you guys know, I'm operating, uh, I'm, I'm here in Augusta, Georgia, uh, a place I've never been, and uh, I, 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 you think you'd be able to rely on your friends, I don't have a Nosh, he's out of the country, I don't have no men here, but uh, here, we're trying him again, let's go. 
You've got gold. Oh my god! What happened? They didn't pick up the first. You know, I don't have the editing capabilities to take that out. I mean, now the people just heard me call you, and uh, you're on the air right now. You're on the air. They heard me. They heard me answer the phone like Ari Gold by saying, "You've got gold." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That was a uh, uh, shot because Ronda Rousey was in Entourage for that uh, the movie. Yeah, it's a wrestling reference. I don't know if you knew that. I, I didn't realize it when I said it, but now I'm certain it was, in fact, a wrestling reference. So we are on the air with my best friend, Jason Shapiro. Uh, I would say I'm your best friend. I'm also a friend of the show. Friend of the show. My uh, my ride or die. Uh, and uh, listen, I, we, I felt like we had a uh, – we, we last night I called you to talk about wrestling for mm-hmm. a secret reason, which we cannot mention on this podcast. Okay. We can't. It's top tip talk. But I had a great piece of information that I'm actually not allowed to share. But just saying that is annoying, and we don't have editing. <laughs> yeah, tip what is this? Are you you're sharing with people <laughs> that you have a fucking hot scoop that you'll never tell them? That's yeah, like yeah, it's annoying. Uh, yeah, it's very annoying. Why even do that? What a what a bad host you are. You're just a bad person. Yeah, uh, you're making annoying content. Well, you know, it's because uh, uh, it's be <sighs> it's uh. <laughs> you know you know what the thing is and it's uh it's like anyway let's just move on so here's the deal Shabs, we uh we're, we're you you've been i feel like the interesting thing about wrestling right now is like so SummerSlam was Yo, pretty You're doing tough. like a Nicholas Fane impression right now. <laughs> no, because I'm in this you're hotel. Doing the, no, I'm doing all the tech myself here. I got the mic. Uh, I'm holding the mic. You seem overwhelmed. Um, I'm sorry. Should yes. Do, do you want me to queue up this segment? I can, tell, I can talk about what, what, what went down. Well, actually, because we didn't get to talk. I'm saying, did you enjoy SummerSlam? That's my qu- first question. Uh, yes, very much. I will, in full disclosure, say I watched SummerSlam like how Arlen watches wrestling, which is absolutely me throwing shade at him. It, it's like yeah. he'll do it while he's like banging out emails. And he's got wrestling on the background and then he pauses it to go fucking do some TRX. And right. then he comes, you know, he, <laughs> he watches it, but he's not in. I like to pride myself on like when I watch wrestling or right. anything, like I consume the fucking content. I'm like doing nothing but staring right at the right. screen, full attention. I re- If I don't hear a line, I'm going to rewind 10 seconds. Like, wait, what did Cole say right there? Um, but this time, because I've been very behind uh, on wrestling, I was just like, I'm like, I just got to get to throw much SummerSlam. I've heard good things. So I consumed it like an asshole a little bit passively. I skipped a, a lot of matches. Well, you live by a serious code, and that code does not work for watch, how you no, watch content. It doesn't watch does not work for wrestling at all. Yeah, you don't so wanna, my code, I have a code of, of consumption. You're like, the Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, I sing that to myself. But basically, if I'm going to watch something, I got to watch the whole thing. I actually got a lot better. It used to be like if people were like, hey, you got to see this segment on Conan, I'd be like, oh, cool. Let me just start from the beginning of the episode and watch like an hour and a half talk right, show. Right, just right. To get, like, we, live in, we live in the clip economy. Well, yes. A lot of the shows sort of like rejiggered their format, too, where like they're very clip consumable. But like it was killing me, man. Like for me to watch something, I got to watch everything. Like if I. I don't skip an episode. I don't skip a beat. Like, right. I got to see the whole thing because that's how I know that my opinions are, in fact, better than other people's opinions because I've seen everything. I've evaluated it from all angles. I've taken in all the factors into consideration. I'm studying the history. I'm predicting the future. I'm doing things other spectators could only dream of. And if I violate my code, I don't think that I am holding myself to that standard right. anymore. So, full disclosure, I watched SummerSlam, like Arlen, and a little bit and passive. And you're disgusted with yourself. I'm I'm sick to my stomach, but but 
uh, and maybe this is the segue, is that like this is also like the first pay-per-view I think I've watched in like a month or two. Well, so that's why I wanted to talk to you because of the conversation we were having, which is you dipped out. I dipped out. You dipped out. But this is not – you do this often. I do it almost every year. Post-mania. A couple of years I stay the whole time. But like I dip out. There, There is in fact an off-season. Uh, of wrestling uh, you know once Wrestlemania hits and all the storylines get resolved and all the biggest things happen and all that build up gets you know discharged it kind of there's like a month of like oh shit let's see how that all now uh, takes effect but for the most part once you hit the summer the dog days of summer like SummerSlam to me is always they try to make it the biggest party of the summer they try to treat it like Wrestlemania and it's just not like the shit kind of barely matters ever it's really only after SummerSlam, where stuff got, starts getting picking up. And then, of course, if I ever dip out really hard, like really hard, then, like, by the time Royal Rumble rolls around, like, you get the fuck on board. Like, that is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. Right, absolutely. No matter yeah. when I dip out, no matter when I dip out, I jump back on the road for WrestleMania, for sure. But right now, we are on the road to the road. And that's important, too. Well, I also think, like, Survivor Series has been pretty good. Like, that whole November, October zone has actually been pretty good in the past couple of years. Uh, um, yeah. I, I yeah. remember the past two years, I've been I've been surprised about how vested I am in that time. Um, yeah. Right. Well, so, well, Survivor Series, like, out of all the big four, like, out of all the tent poles, like, the quarterlies, Survivor Series is the shittiest one, right? There's WrestleMania in the yes. spring. There's SummerSlam in the summer. Royal Rumble in the winter. Yes. Uh, Survivor Series is, like, the bad one. But it has been pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's um, – yeah, so here's the deal. So you dipped out. But, like, yeah. I, I was having this conversation with, my, with, with you, and I was like, look, I don't dip out. I do this podcast – and and I have this. I I know like people got really down on wrestling. I think SummerSlam, all the excitement that happened there, and I think I think now we're in a good zone. WWE's like gonna ride this out into into uh, October. They've made the necessary changes. They have AEW coming. Like I feel like they're in a good zone right now. But this it, this isn't like a new thing with wrestling. It always has a peaks and valley. Like it's on all year long. And I what I'm saying is that my philosophy to myself is. I've been through this cycle so many times, and this is what I want to share with people, that like I just tell myself, cut it out. Like When I'm not into the wrestling, and by the way, I stick to all my criticisms I've been saying the past couple of weeks of, of WB having a foundational problem of too many, uh, too, too many straps and the storytelling. They fixed, they've done some really nice fixes on a lot of that stuff. But it's like, I know... Even when I don't feel it, I know that I love this thing because there's highs of this. There's highs of wrestling, like the Fiend at SummerSlam, right? I'm watching that and I'm like, this is so good. Wrestling's the best shit I've ever watched in my fucking life. This is the highest form of art. Fuck anyone not watching this. What a bunch of dummies not watching wrestling right now, idiots. You know what I mean? And you're like, that, I feel that. But if you compare that to like literally like two weeks ago, you know what I mean? Like, because right now you're like, man, I was like, I was like, oh man, wrestling is, is, I'm like, I'm not feeling this thing at all. Like, I'm like, I, I lose, right. I lose well, the feeling. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you know my policy, well, I, right? I, just, I, I always like it, but I'm saying that the love sure. I feel for wrestling, why I dedicate so much of my time and life to it is in like these big moments. But when you're out of that euphoria, I remind myself that it exists. And I think right. every wrestling well, fan should do that. 
I think here. Do you actually want it to? I'm saying, like, do you actually want it to to have? Do we actually want seasons? Um. Look, people. The debate is like, hey, should there be a season? Should there be an off season? I don't think there should, but I do think that they could stand to give these guys a little bit more breaks and give them a little bit less. You know, they they guys should. There should be more. You know. The wrestlers have a little bit more time off. They shouldn't have to grind so hard. Right. And so maybe, like, maybe a few people do take it easy, right. like, all summer long. And you don't see some of the big stars because they're wrestling up. And then you get to maybe see some B-level guys really shine and then, like, make a name for themselves. Like, I think if you do have a little bit more built-in time away, then more interesting things have room to breathe. But I want to talk about your point that you were getting down on wrestling because I've heard this. A lot of people were down for, like, a month or two. You know, you were talking about lull times and then – you know, I know this iffy character has been, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. this has been a bad time in the world, right? I mean, and, and the guy, we, we haven't boring. seen him with the title in God knows how long. I mean, look, honestly, I think he's a joke, and I think you're kind of a fucking joke for losing to him, and I'm going to get you in fighting shape, and we're going to do something yeah. about this. Uh, yeah, it's fair. But, it's fair. I just want to point out, he did have a stooge. He, he's got 100 pounds on me. He had a stooge hit me with a kendo stick. Well, I still uh, have a mark from, by the way. I'm, okay. <laughs> yeah. But right, well, fine. good for you. But but so the thing is, sometimes wrestling, it, it, there's a lull, and people yeah. get like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this stuff anymore, man. I don't know. My advice to those wrestling fans is just wait longer. Like, you just hang in there, man, and, like, it'll come back around. That's it what always I'm comes saying. back around. The road, even even if you can't out? bring yourself. Yeah, everyone needs to shut the fuck up. And by up. the way, I think I probably, if we go back in this podcast and we find, like, I'm sure I had a moment where I was frustrated myself and said something I regret, but ultimately – can we cut this thing out? I'm going to go to WrestleMania every year. Uh, I'll, we're all going to touch down in Tampa, of course. Yeah, well, you're but, definitely going to of course. But, what, I'm, what I'm saying is this. Let's say, rest, let's say you don't want to watch wrestling right now. Okay, fine. You know you're going to be back in for Mania. So you know you're going to be on the road. Is that, am I, did I hang up on myself? What's <laughs> no, going on here? That was me. I pressed the, the hotel. I leaned on the hotel uh, phone. <laughs> Well, you're a truly a master of, of everything. Well, no, I said this is the, this is the uh, Comedians Wrestling Road Diaries. I'm in Augusta, Georgia right now. Uh, hey, right on. Yeah. Uh, say hello to the big boss man for me. Uh, so hey, well, they got, you got WrestleMania. Yeah. You're going to be in for WrestleMania. You're going to be on the road to WrestleMania. So you know you're going to pop in at least for Royal Rumble, even if you don't like this shit. You're going to pop in for Rumble. So enough of that. And then because you guys are all insiders, because you actually like, do right. love this stuff, you're going to pop in Survivor Series and maybe a little bit after just to like, get on the road to the road. So you know, you, like, we know you're going to be at Mania. We know you're probably going to check out the Rumble. So you know you're going to be checking out that Survivor Series. So you know you should just be checking it out right now. Get the fuck back in. It's like so cutting out a little bit. Just cut it out because who are you kidding? This stuff is gold. Wrestling is amazing. You know how I feel about this stuff. Yeah. I'll reiterate my, my position because it's an important position. Yeah. It's the correct Get position. Yeah, yeah, give me your permission. The position is when people complain about wrestling, it's so funny to me because as we all know, wrestling, wrestling is, not good. is bad. <laughs> wrestling is not good. Yeah. It is a bad. It sucks. I don't like watching it. It's like usually pretty shitty. However, when they finally get something right, either on purpose or by accident, or just because a big storyline took a turn and paid off, and even if they misstepped, but then somehow it all came together the right way, right? Even when they, 
every once in a while, all the planets align and wrestling is transcendent and it is amazing. And there's no other bit of entertainment that can possibly do what it does. Because on one level, you're taking the storyline and the script. And the other level, you're taking the behind the scenes and the fans know what's actually going on. And that informs the script. And on the third level, you're, you're actually the fans themselves, wills and desires. The audience is a part, the universe is a part of the action. So they dictate kind of what's going to happen. You've got three different levels meta levels informing the product and making it interesting to consume and no other bit of entertainment not live theater not film not television not books nothing not comics there is nothing that does what this thing does yeah. so the thing is oh wait well, i don't like it right now it's like yeah, yeah. you know what that, that's because it's bad just wait longer because yeah. it's gonna get good again it, it, and i yeah. did pop in on SummerSlam, and i'll tell you things are getting spicy they're heating up there's a lot of good shit going on. You felt the spice. You felt the heat. I felt the heat. And look, this is a guy. Did I you say did, jalapeno I just, or habanero? I would say Fresno chili. Wow. The, the, everyone Which knows I that's the spiciest that, kind of chili. I don't think it's the spicy. <laughs> I don't the know what that is. Like a, a scotch bonnet is very spicy. Um, let's go with scotch bonnet. Yeah. Because that sounds like a Roddy Piper finisher or something. So, yeah, but it's like, it's um, yeah, I mean, it, I just think it's this thing where it's like, I don't know. I don't. I, I I I encourage everyone get to this place. It's like any relationship, okay? Like no no relation. Listen, okay. There's no relationship that you're, I'm a married man, right? There's no yeah. relationship you're in where it's good every second, right? You have times no. where you're like, you're just like, what am I doing with you know, like what, with the, me and this person? We we don't get along. Like what what is this? Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, relationships are complicated. Getting- Sometimes you're getting a Roman Reigns Royal Rumble win, and you're just like, yeah, what am I doing in this thing? Absolutely, right? And you're like, what? What is this? You're having an off, like, uh, you're having an off couple weeks or whatever. But then yeah. you have moments where you're like, this is the best fucking person ever. Like, I'm like, I'm so lucky that I'm with this person. I have them. It's like it's just the same thing with WWE, where it, it, like, you, know, it, it, how do people stay married through the bad times? You know, it's like you fucking just push through because you know the rumble's happening. You know the rumbles. <laughs> You know, you know there's always there's always another rumble. I mean, the thing is, is what you're talking about basically yeah. is sometimes happiness. Happiness is not a thing. It's not a it's not a constant thing. It's not just like oh, this yeah. person's happy or they're set. No, that's not happiness. Everyone in the right mind should be unhappy most of the time. We got it's bad news everywhere. We're born to die. Life's a cruel joke, right? right. So the thing is, happiness is the moments, right? And you have to realize, you have to be smart enough to know that certain things, certain people in your life, certain products you consume, they are capable of delivering true happiness and giving you these moments, these fleeting moments. Life doesn't have many of them. So you know, maybe it's bad sometimes. Maybe it's been lull times. But there's only very few things in this world that actually make you happy, if only for just a second. And wrestling is one of them. Your wife is one of them. You're gonna hold on to those two things. That's right. Through all the bullshit, right? And at least of the two, wrestling will always be there for me. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, wrestling's not gonna divorce you. Um, <laughs> and your wife, I mean, maybe. Who, who can know for sure? We'll see. I guess. No one can know. Who can know, folks? Who can know? Uh, yeah, I just I think it's the words on Mike. I, I I in my notes here, I write WWE is back, and then you're like that. We just gotta get rid of that. It's like, look the the um. Like, 
you you kind of and also here's my next one. Like, you kind of want wrestling to hit those lull times. Sure, kinda, I, I love that I dipped out. I took two months off. I feel fucking great. I'm refreshed. I'm ready to get back in the mix. I was a little bit busy for a while, and as I mentioned, I consume hard. I can't passively watch. So I'm gonna watch fucking ten hours of shit. Right. Right. I can't do it every week. Yeah, I like taking a break, and I like that it got shitty, so I could take a little bit of a break. So, because honestly, it's very helpful for me having a best friend who's required to watch this every week for part of his job. Yeah, it's great because you you are my litmus, right? You're my canary in the coal mine. You actually said to me and Arlen, well, I hit you earlier this week, because you you're guys, like, look, SummerSlam was good, and you need to watch it. You need to at least watch the Fiend's entrance, and I did, and it was great. I mean, I will say, just from the Facebook group and stuff, it was a little oversold to me, but it was certainly spectacular. Like it was a very cool moment. Um, and I love it. And Bray, I hope, I hope they do this right because he's had so many, you know, swings at bat here that that he should have hit it at home runs that they just didn't let him. Right. You know. And I think this one they should really just like follow this one. I mean, it feels like they're letting him do his thing. Well, I mean, you know what I think. I think that he should have beaten Undertaker at WrestleMania. They should have given him that to become the new like king of the macabre. He should have been the new like right. You know, spooky dude in town. They should have. Past that torch, the streak was already over. There was nothing to gain by having Taker beat him. So I think they that, I, we were all like, "What a mistake!" Like that, that because of him for years. Bray is one of those guys that they just continually Bray and Ziggler. There's some guys that they just like don't let them get off the ground because they know that they're they're still. I think worth Drew, something. Joe, McIntyre, Joe, these guys. They Joe, yeah, yeah. Well, they know that these guys can still draw and perform and be valuable without getting those wins right, they, right. They, people will still want to see him so bray's got a, a tough deal because he's so good that they can do that with him but they didn't give him taker i think what, what we're gearing up for what i believe is a fiend versus demon two dudes in face paint situation i think and that's I think mania need, right i think it's mania and i think they need to feed demon finn to Bray, I think they need to have him job do the job to bray as he's done it for so many other people they need to really imbue the fiend with some serious power and i think how do you feel about a triple threat with kane is kane even isn't he in the capital right now what's he doing yeah he's the president he's actually the president of the united states right now no he's uh yeah he's the mayor of knox county tennessee by the way one of our listeners is lives in knox county he voted for kane voter yeah of course he voted for kane i voted for kane too if Kane was running for like the uh, what, what like I don't know you live in, in Brooklyn now so I mean like the yeah. the mayor of the county of Brooklyn or whatever <laughs> like when yeah you, we don't we just have the New York City mayor yeah you know it does I know it doesn't work uh, Ed Koch yeah but yo but honestly adding Kane to that match is genius because he could eat the pin you know what I'm saying yeah but they shouldn't it should be straight they, up everyone they will be the, less excited about pro- it they don't need to protect demon finn it's, it's really worthless like it's because because here's the thing if he loses a demon finn to the fiend and he goes down that's gonna make the fiend fucking serious however if like a year later finn comes out to some match as the demon people right. will still freak out and he could still have this super saiyan level of power boost and crush over like it'll the, the demon is not the streak right it's not this like holier than anything else thing that needs to be protected that right. hard i think it, it's not he shouldn't lose to like batista on a fucking smackdown but if he's gonna it's gonna be wrestlemania against the fiend who they've they owe bray this they owe him to give him his due of like being able to topple a real monster. They should right. have done it with Taker. I think they should give him the Demon Finn. I don't think it hurts Demon Finn. I think, like I said, he could come back a year later, six months later, come in as Demon Surprise and still have all this mega power from it. But I just think he should do the job to the Fiend. The well, fiend let's is, talk about the Fiend for a sec. 
Uh, well, if, I'm going to talk about. I got to get the fuck out of here for a sec. But you, I, I could give you. I'll give you one more. One more point. We could do fiend talk. Well, 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 how about we finish with the fiend and then you go. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. The, talk, let's talk about just fiend in general. I got two points about him. First off, the entrance. I just want to say the song. Yeah. The song. Great. Was Great fucking remix. dope. I think everybody was real pumped that he didn't just ditch the other song. Sure. Uh, that other he, song was great. We used to, when that song first came out. We would drive around L.A. to that thing. Windows down, just cruise to yeah. it. It was so good. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, that song is It's great. It's very catchy. It's good. Uh, and then it's also, he's still Bray Wyatt. They're still calling him Bray Wyatt when he's in the Firefly right. Funhouse, you know? But right. then it was like, oh, well, they, it, this, what's it called? I was talking to Newman, who says the song's made by Code Orange, I believe they're called. Okay. And he was like, yeah, they're really good. Like, Newman's a metal guy. And was like, sure. oh, of course, that's why it's good. You know? Well, look, 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 WWE, I mean, they used to have Jimmy Johnston, who's a fucking genius, and they have the CFO's dollar sign. I mean, they have good talent, but every once in a while, they go to the real well, and they'll pull out a saliva. Say what you will. They're very good at what they do. They will pull out the 3-6 Mafia for Mark Henry's theme song. You know, like, it's not crazy to pull out, like, a, a gangster metal band to really give Bray a sick song. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think... So here, I thought that was great. Here's the deal. Yeah. So the how are you? Where are you at on the look and the mask? Oh, I'm all in. You you mentioned you didn't like it head on, but you liked it from the profile. Yeah. I like it at all angles. I think it's a great look. I think it looks great with his hair. I think it has the red edges to the white face. Like it, it actually looks like a scary like yeah. someone else's. Skin it looks very scary. It's actually the it first time. Like WB, this is the first time they've went like full horror. I think like where they're yeah. like not holding back at all. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. Uh, I mean, like it's very they're, like, they're clearly me. saying, like, Bray, you can be like legit scary, and there's yeah. and kids are no question scared of him. He looks scary. Yeah, I would be terrifying. scared of him if if you standing in front of me, like looking at me, I'd be scared. With if a guy, if a fucking six foot tall guy with dreadlocks and a fucking death clown mask was in front of you, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think anyone'd be scared of it. Okay, so so here's the next minute, Bray. Like. I, I love. I, I actually like. I I really like the mask. I think there's. I, it's a minor thing. The nose area looks a little off to me. It's a little. I I honestly, I'd have to look at a picture. I don't have it in front of me. But right from now, but the like, side, it looks amazing because he's got that I huge mouth. He's no, got the carnage I had mouth. No problem with it. You know, he's got a big mouth, and you can see his little mouth through the big mouth, yeah. which I think also looks kind of cool. It, and he's doing a good. He's doing. He's going the distance, man, because he's putting like black eye shadow and stuff on his eyes through the mask. They look great. He's got the colored contacts in. He's really going the extra mile with this thing. It's a great yeah, it's look. Actually, it's it, actually, you're talking about the eye shadow of the the mask. Like one thing that's really cool is like, I don't really see that part i kind of only see his eyeballs with the lenses well, no, no, no. if you look close like there are eye holes in the mask but he's clearly has black paint like a ball across his eye so that it looks totally blended right in. but it's done really exactly. well the makeup job is really good great. job not to mention he must have consulted, consulted gold dust premiere oh yeah then he, he does it himself right gold dust yeah gold has been doing it himself he's Oh, he's, he's really just an artiste he's I'm the dream, you my, would you say he's I'm the dream do my makeup or the I'm natural having, I'm, I would say he's the natural, okay, as so we all know. What I'm saying is that uh, I don't know, you said you had to go, so I, I, I'm yeah. trying to get you into this. This might open up the next level of this thing. Um, yeah. But you have great opinions, bro. Here's the thing. And then you could just dip out, but I'll bring it up anyway. 
yeah. is I love first off the way Bray looks like the hair looks fucking amazing. His like yeah, dress, nice short, he's tatted up like crazy. He looks like yeah, he's, he's like a, he actually has like a full like hawk tattoo across his chest. Have you seen that? Yeah, you know. he um he looks he definitely amazing. Got in shape like in his time off before Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, like, he, he got probably lost like up. fifty pounds. Yeah, he got he put on some muscle and lost some fat. He's still like a big boy, but he's now yeah. yeah but, um, and, and I've said this before. He, he I posted a, a poll on the Facebook page. I said, "What's the most exciting thing in wrestling right now?" And the the Bray Wyatt the Fiend is by far the biggest, yeah, uh, the number sure. one, uh, sure. followed by this number week. two, which is uh, the finest Kona Reeves challenging Roman to a fight. So. I, I didn't even I didn't even clock that, but Kona Reeves <laughs> go fucking Kona Reeves is not is not worth it. He's he's a waste of my time. I, I got nothing. From this guy, the, uh, well, the Facebook no, group loves Kona Reeves. I mean, well, that's, are I you mean, shooting on Kona Reeves? I mean, <laughs> am I shooting on Kona Reeves? Yeah, he sounds like a Hawaiian nut. Like it sounds like a delicious macadamia variety. Right. And uh, his gimmick is is uh, it's a little bit contrived. I don't I don't believe that this guy is in fact due to receive the finest things in life. Like just because he's like almost <laughs> handsome and kind not in shape. And has like a shitty die job. Like he's not like EC3 is like, ah, oh, I'm I'm a one percent drive well. Kona's Kona's his gimmick is like it's like almost that he's a rich guy, but it's not. It's just he's like a connoisseur. It doesn't make sense. It's contrived. He's not the only guy doing something like that. I've never seen some in-ring stuff that impressed me. I don't like his look. It's just okay. He has room for improvement. But right now, I haven't been watching, so I don't know. Maybe he's been doing some dope shit. The last time I checked, no, he was he's not. My it's a bit. Time. It's a bit. He's wasting my time. Uh, the 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 the, uh, the fiend, the lantern was sick. Yeah, the lantern was like too much, but like it worked. <laughs> it was so. You know, I mean, that was actually I was like, wow, like he really let Vince really let him do it. Um, yeah, I mean something about facial, you know, deformity or like or like uh, manipulation is just like creepy. Uh, so yeah, it's a creepy little lantern. Well, it's funny because like, it. like think about the Undertaker, like how like the Undertaker versus Bray, you'd be like, what? Like the, why is that one guy just like kind of scary compared to that other guy? Well, who's, like, look, it's different eras, man. Yeah. It's different eras. The Undertaker was the scariest thing going. My thing time. is that what Bray is doing. I've said this. I said this to you. I said Bray Wyatt is. I said I think Bray Wyatt is the best actor in WWE history. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying wrestling. That's actor. such a low bar. That's such a low bar that I'm going to just agree with you cold. Like, yes. Well, who says a better is. actor? Like, the, the only contenders for this. And, we're talk- and so, just to clarify, I don't mean like movie star, right? I'm not saying right. that. I'm just talking about like actual, just like acting chops. Like, a great yeah. actor. If you gave him a script cold, he would read it better than other yeah, people. Yeah, he's, he's a great great performer that way. The yeah. only I mean, who I could think- is like Roddy Piper, who's not a better eh. actor. He's not. Nah. He was great in They Live, but he's not, he's not. He doesn't have range. None of these guys have range, right? I mean, The Rock is the greatest movie star of all time, period, wrestler or not. Yeah. He's really just doing a lot of rock-based things. Um, <laughs> you mean Jumanji you know, when think, he lands from the skies, they yeah. pan up his body, show the Brahma Bull tattoo, <laughs> and then it go up to his face and he has the people's eyebrow on <laughs> Yeah, it's his amazing. First shot in the movie. It's, it's so great. Um, yeah. I would say Jake Roberts is a contender. Jake yes. Roberts had a very uh, psychological promo style. He could he could get in there, um, maybe Foley, but you know I think Bray is better than Foley at, at doing that at, at acting. Right? right. Um, is there any other great actors? Nah, that's it, man. I mean, it, it's Bray hands down all day. Like he's yeah. he's got a, a talent that most wrestlers don't possess. 
Yeah, I mean, I like think he can, like, the only argument is like, like do, Drew uh, McIntyre could do a. Could, there are parts he could do better than Bray, like in like some like some kind of right. like Game of Thrones like period well, piece look, thing or whatever. No, 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 it's not. That's we're just talking about look. And yeah. Drew McIntyre, by the way, is a fantastic actor. He's he's one yeah, of he's good, but not Bray that, level. Like, for Bray sure. is an actual. Bray switches. People don't realize, like, when he does the Firefly Funhouse and he, he switches to the, like, let me in. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, happy-go-lucky. And then he, it's 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 extremely subtle and, like, uh, 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 well done and believable. It's nuanced. It's he, nuanced. He has a level of nuance that is fucking absent from wrestling history. <laughs> across I mean, across like, the board. Across the board. Just the level of, of like, your, from your Hulk Hogan to your Ric Flair to your fucking whoever. Like, no, even your stone calls, like there's no nuance. It's just broad. No. It's just broad. It's just sort of like, boom, here's this thing. It's in your face. I'm this guy. Right. There is no real acting going on. Bray does. He, he I remember this one line that sticks in that he said, I don't remember some promo where he goes like, he's talking about something and he saw something. I was like, it was so cold, man. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, wow, that's a good performance. Like yeah. whatever that was. I love it. So yeah, yeah Bray is pretty guy. good also. Well, you know how that works. So here's man. the deal. So, Okay, so what I'm saying with Bray is that he's done this thing. He's cl- it's clearly a hit, you know. And yeah. not only that, it's super original and right. very ballsy. Like if you think about, yeah. I had heard early on uh, from people that Bray was working with puppets. You know what I mean? Like that's the first right. thing and I you're had like, heard. And you're like, oh boy. And also the original vignettes were just like a vulture puppet in a box, and it looked like it was right after Mania. It yeah, was the raw like, for boom, mania. Boom, boom, and it was like, uh, it wasn't even Firefly Funhouse. It was just like a vulture hand puppet popped out of a box. And we're, like, and we're like, oh, I heard that's Bray. I'm like, oh, this looks like shit, man. Yeah, and I, but, but, right. And, and, but you think about that, like, and then from all that we're hearing is that he's very involved in the creative yeah, of it. Like that it's sure. kind of like his idea, you know? That's the special sauce, man. When you let these guys, if you let a talented guy just do his thing in wrestling, that's grabbing the brass ring, and I'm glad they're letting him run with it because we all agree he's, he's one of the better creative acting talents going, and I think he's pulling it off, and the sky's the limit. It's their ball to drop. I would you know, officially say him- that Bray Wyatt is one of my guys. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's one of my guys. It's tough to be a, It's like being a Mets fan, I guess, or something like that. Sorry <laughs> yeah, to be real yeah, sports. Yeah, like, yeah. It's tough because they, like, they don't do anything with him. Like, it's always a disappointment. But he's absolutely one of my guys. He's fantastic. I love him. Yeah. Um, Bray's actually one. Out. When I came I'm back. Out the door. All right. Well, I got to go. I didn't even bring up the thing. I was like, I'm going to bring up this last thing. But all right. Well, you, bring you, it, say it real quick. I'll give you one sentence. Well, I'll give gonna, you one I'm going to play this into, into this, and then you can bounce from the combo, maybe get yeah. one one shot in. And we did yeah. talk about this. So, Bray, doing this amazing, unique character, completely original, cool idea with some nods to horror. He maybe has, like, arguably, like, Freddy Krueger pants. But it's right. not cosplay at all. And we're talking about SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. Johnny Gargano Ah, wearing Wolverine uh, uh, yellow-blue X-Men costume. Uh, Alexa Bliss wearing Buzz Lightyear, like straight-up Buzz Lightyear costume. And then Ricochet uh, wearing the Nightwing costume. And there's just part of me that I love wrestling so much. I I really believe it's like a, a, a great art form that there's just part of me where they do the, when with the cosplay, it feels like so derivative, but also the simple argument against it is that it's kind of just tired at this point. I think like Rey Mysterio did it 10 years ago. Yeah. When Rey Mysterio pops out in a Joker themed 
you know, masks and stuff, that's awesome, right? But now right. if everyone's doing it, it's kind of whack. That, that's kind of how anything goes, right? I think in small doses, it's great, especially if it's like a really niche character that people won't know. Like, it's similar but different. But like when Sasha Banks is wearing like Eddie Guerrero kind of print for one of her matches, I think, at Mania perhaps. Like yeah, that she was did cool. it at you Mania knew- 32, uh, yeah, Bachelor Mania, I believe. Right. If you knew the reference, it was cool, right? So, like, if you know these references, it's cool. But at this point, if it's just every comic book character ever, it, it kind of loses its flavor and it's no longer important. But if it means something to you and you actually pull it off and it's used sparingly by the wrestlers, I'm, I'm not against it. Yeah, I mean, I think I have the hardest stance against it of anyone I've talked to. I, I, yeah, I you need to, you need I have to lay out. Strong, but but I know, in. here's the thing I'm saying is that, like, I understand, I understand that it's exciting, it's cool. Like, I know it looks cool. Like, that's the thing I'm saying is that I'm not seeing this and saying, like, this doesn't look good. Like, Gargano came out and I see it and he's got the... He's got the slash. <laughs> we lost chefs. He's gone. Uh, he's got the slashes. You know what? Actually, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> he hung up. You know what? I'm gonna make a phone call right now. We'll replace him. Let's see. We got him. Hello. Hello. What's up? We got Mr. Nick Tulo on the phone. Yo, wh- where are you in the fucking hoagie shop, man? I mean, you're so, wh- wh- you're so far away. You, <laughs> I am in the hoagie shop. Can you get to? Can you get closer to your phone here? Oh, okay, hold on. I got my headphones on. Let me take my yeah, headphones. Yeah, yeah, no. Just put the thing. Put the phone up to your ear. Let's be a professional right. for once. All right. Can you hear me better? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, I can't hear you. I'm hearing you way worse. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Anyway, Nick Tulo here. As you know, guys, I said that. Well, Tulo, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Okay, so look, here's the deal. We just spoke to Shrebs, uh, and then I called you because right now on the podcast, I'm in Augusta, Georgia right now. I'm doing the Comedians of Wrestling uh, Road Diaries right now. And uh, so the cash-ins are not happening right now because I don't have a nosh, obviously, even though I wouldn't have a nosh even if I was in the studio because he's the Canadian uh, nightmare, but uh, uh, the Canadian destroyer, if you will. But he, uh, 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 but I don't have the cash-in, so I'm cashing out. So I'm I'm, okay. I'm calling people. So this is a so this is technically a mobile cash in, is what you're saying. This is a mobile cash in right now. I'm right now okay, in hold a on high. Let me let me do it properly. Uh, Ten twenty three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's uh, your boy Tipto Tula. Okay. Cash well, we're both on Eastern Standard Time now. But anyway, I'm, oh, I'm giving wow. you the respect. I'm giving you the respect as a man who was boots on the ground. You know this podcast. We pride ourselves on the fact that the cow community is uh, always present at events now. At this point, I mean always. So tell us what and, and I'm I'm gonna parlay you into the conversation I was just having with Shebs where he actually hung up on me. Um but um what what uh not out of anger just because he had to go, but uh okay, what was the vibe this weekend up there? Go. All right, so um clearly we're in a, a different day, uh a different country. So Toronto is full of very, very did nice you see people. a Nosh there? And would you like to ask him if he wants to come back to the podcast and help yeah, us out? I, mean, uh, I think he's in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, I was yeah. very Pacific Northeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Toronto's up there <laughs> more Atlantic by New York. Northeast. You know, the Yo, annoying thing is that I was in Rochester, New York. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. 
What are you doing? Oh my god, dude. I think Chulo's windsurfing. Okay, no, you got me now? Yeah. I was actually okay, in that- Rochester, New York, which is only three hours away from SummerSlam. Oh shit, you're in Rochester? No, I, I, in- I was so the, uh, on Saturday night uh, shooting for the show, and I, oh, uh, I, 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 if I had the next night off, I was going to drive up and just do <laughs> SummerSlam and then fly down to Atlanta, but I had Yo. to fly out on some, the day of SummerSlam, so I couldn't do it. It was fucking awesome, dude. We had, well, first of all, it was like, we had like we went to four shows in three nights. So Friday we went to a show called Super Kicked, which was an indie show. Yeah. Where we were like on the ring, like slamming on the ring and stuff. And there was uh, Casanova Valentine, who's a guy that we we follow in New York. He does yeah. like the death. He's the death match dude, right? He's like yeah, Bear, he, McDeath Bear or whatever. He, uh, MC Death Bear, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was it was sick. We had that guy the looks just like Cactus Jack. Yeah, he's pretty much has evolved into Cactus Jack now. Yeah, yeah Mick Foley. Yeah. Um, uh, we had a house. It was me, Lauren Moran, the official artist. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the cow. best. The finest. Yeah. Uh, originally, the finest for me is Lauren Moran. She's the finest. Is it like finest artist? That's, that's a very accurate representation. Erin yeah. was supposed to go, but since she moved, she canceled. And then Lauren filled in the spot. So it was like... A, a perfect transition. Uh, it was, yeah. And Wetzel was there, and right. uh, Dickie, Dickie Lee, and of course, of course, Jerk Mills. You know? Right. O- a lot of OG uh, jabroniacs. OG, like real, real OG. Yeah, so, yeah, great. Uh, we, Love it. We did that Friday, and then uh, Saturday we woke up like super, super hungover, and we went to um, an all women show uh, called Shine, where uh, like Jordan Grace performed, uh, uh, Shotzi performed, uh, wrestled. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, um, Bull Nagano uh, like did a surprise appearance. Everybody lost their fucking minds. That's dope. And then from there, we went to NXT. So uh, Scotiabank is pretty dope. We had decent seats. We were down low, but like behind the ring, like facing the entrance ramp. Yeah. Um. So the seats were cool because we were so downstairs. She, yeah, let me ask we you, were like, how hot was the crowd in, in that arena? I felt like... I kept hearing, I kept feeling like I was watching it and I felt like the crowd was not that hot, but then everyone said the crowd um, was real hot. I don't know if it was just something up with the mixing or whatever. You know, I think, so I was, at, I've been at the last three takeovers. I was at takeover yeah. New York. I was at takeover 25 and then I was at takeover Toronto and the best crowd in my opinion I think might have been Takeover Twenty Five in Connecticut. The yeah. Mania crowd, the WrestleMania weekend crowd, was really good too. But I think just there was just way more different types of marks, and the building was a lot smaller. Right. Um, Scotiabank is like fucking huge, like right. really, really big. It's a hockey arena naturally. So, um, you know, I thought the crowd was pretty hot. I mean, I don't think it was like really as marky as it usually is. So that's, that's a good... what I'm saying. There was something where I was expecting, I think I just had real high expectations. Like when Owens came out, I was like, they're going to like tear the place down. Like remember when Owens cut that promo uh, and, and Zane, they like couldn't even do their segments because yeah, the Canada yeah. was so hot. But I feel well, like I didn't get any of that juice. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I, I, I'm Montreal and Toronto, I guess maybe because two different cities. Those that's guys why, are right? from Montreal. Those yeah. guys are from Montreal, but I mean, honestly, I think Natty might have got like hometown crowd pop. It was was Natty, Kevin, and Trish. Trish got and Trish got a pop, obviously, because Toronto. But right. 
Yeah, I mean, the pops weren't that good. I mean, the biggest moment and where everybody was just kind of screaming was the Bray moment because we all kind of like didn't know what to expect. So then that all happens and everybody was just like, wasn't really like cheering. Everybody was just like screaming, like, ah! <laughs> you know, because it was just so once everybody realized that his music was the old music still, but yeah. remix, we all just turned to each other and were like, holy motherfucking shit. Like, this is exactly how it should That's have been. That's what I was just talking about with Shebs. I think people were so pumped that he kept the old song. Oh, uh, totally. And then he just made it uh, more scary. So. What was the match of the weekend, would you say? Who? Uh, For you, you there. The- Not pressure. I don't care about five stars. I yeah, don't give yeah. a shit about any of that stuff. Like, what was the match that you were like, I, I just had the most fun with that one? Um, Most fun. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that really stood out like dynamic. I'm just trying to think of the main card. Not what, the Cole was- Gargano match? Um, you know what? It's interesting. I think I was out of the three matches they've had. Yeah. I think that last one was like, you know, okay, you, you kind of knew you were getting, you know, going to the third. Well, fall. you could see the cage, right? We didn't realize it. Like Dickie Lee, Richard Lee did not like said something right before the start of the match. He's like, it kind of looks like there's something above the ring. And we were high up enough where we couldn't like see under. Right. And then we're like, oh shit, it's a fucking cage. The third fall is going to be a cage. So right before the match, that's when we figured it out. Honestly, the, the EO Kanda, uh, Candace match was like insane. It really delivered live, like really good. Uh, EO's entrance is like the best thing going probably. She's pretty great. I, I actually, her entrance I thought was the thing that stuck out for me because I don't remember exactly why, but there was an attitude to it. The music's a little, di- like, it's, uh, yeah. how do you describe it? I, I can't picture it, but I remember when she entered, I was like, that is like, very cool. And she has like, like a very, very bad guy energy. Oh, it's totally, totally is, dude. Now, she debuted it like, I think two weeks ago on NXT and then to see, and then she was in all black gear too. And then she comes out in like, a different hair color, sick gear, and she's like screaming and shaking her head, and the and there's so many strobes going on, and the beat is like insane. Yeah, it and was you're great. Like, this girl's gonna come she, out. She this seems to have a lot of momentum on her side. I, I think that she was a, a breakout. Uh, she was a breakout star for me this weekend. Oh, totally. And you know what? In that match too, it's kind of t- like what that match almost needed was a little bit of color, like on Candace's side, just to kind of show her that she's more of a badass and not like this, you know, like bubblegum kind of, you know, fun wrestler, which I know she's not right. I, like, I know that, but to the general public, people might be like, Oh, she looks like Bailey, you know, like she's got the fun gear, but Candace is a badass and she was doing some crazy spots. Honestly, that was probably the match of the weekend for me. I'm trying to think, I mean, the Bray, the Bray moment was stole the show from the whole weekend. Yeah. Like, you know what the match easily. that actually like the match that I think surprised me the most was the Trish Charlotte match. Oh yeah. And well, that's I, what I, I couldn't I, believe that I was cared about it at all. I was Let like, me, wow. And like, they put on a why. pretty good show. And this is why no one should ever doubt Charlotte Flair ever. No. She can literally, because then Tuesday night she goes out and wrestles with Ember Moon and has a better match with Ember Moon than Bailey had <laughs> with her championship. No, Charlotte's so, on another level. Charlotte it's, is it's, the only argument for, like, is it, is, are, Charlotte could wrestle the guys, like, no question. Oh, yeah. 100%. Was, yeah. So, he, all right, uh, I got two questions for you. 
Okay. Sure. All right. First question. I'm gonna I'm gonna layer you in. I came okay. out hot against the cosplay. Okay. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm I'm um uh, and I'm trying to. Uh, the reason I want to talk about it is because. I want to say that I think it looks good. It looks really good. So that's the thing. Is like I want to tell everyone that yeah. I, I, even the Ricochet one, uh, I I think looks good. And I like them. Like uh, I I like that he took that chance. It's like normally yeah. he wears pants, but he's like I'm gonna wear a full bodysuit, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. ballsy. So I appreciate the risk. I like them as artists taking the risks. But if you look at what Bray did, right, and you think about. And the years, look at the years of cultivation of that character, like yeah. how he's where he started from, where he was Husky Harris, and then he found this kind of cult gimmick, and and then he's like, oh, I want to be. I've heard him in interviews say like, I want to be like, <laughs> like a from a from a horror film. I want to be like, I could easily just. It looks like I walked out of your screen from a horror yeah. film, you know. And you're like, oh, and then his evolution of that and building that that takes time to find it, see what you're comfortable with, have like uh, that spark moment. I worry yeah. the cosplay is is indicative to me of everything I've been talking about the past couple of weeks where I'm like, these guys are too comfortable not creating original characters and like uh, more significant point of views. And I think right. that's like the thing where it's like, oh, my gimmick is I just come out and I wear like I'm just going to wear the Wolverine thing because it's going to get pop. It looks good, but it's like Gargano. I don't know. I'm just like, you know, shouldn't you be figuring it out a little more? Yeah, I mean, where are you I at think, on that? I, I know I, I have the most hardcore stance on it. No, no, and I, well, we were kind of talking this. I mean, there's, I've been like really into the indie scene lately, so I see a lot of this stuff happen. You know, like right. I see how these indie wrestlers are connecting with their fans, and it's important, right? So when I see a guy like Johnny Gargano. I know when I'm going to an NXT takeover, I'm expecting some cool-ass gear from Johnny Gargano. It's honestly something I look forward to. Honestly, it's what everybody looks forward to now when they're like, what's he going to wear? What's he going to wear? And yeah. guess what? He delivers, and it's cool, and yeah. it's who he is. So I get that. Ricochet to me, I like. So I, thought, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, thank God I was with Lauren because – she knew immediately. So I was like, Oh, that's fucking badass!" And she kind of told me a little bit of the history of the character. And I'm like, Oh, that's even cooler. Like, all right, that kind of aligns with a guy who's calling himself a real life superhero. Right. Right. The person who made no sense, but I, uh, whatever is Alexa bliss being buzz Lightyear, Right. Right. So Alexa bliss is her own unique character. She should stick. And she always has really good gear. Right. I, you go and do it, whatever. It's a summer slam thing. I mean, like, I personally appreciate the iconics and what they do with their gear way more than what anybody else does. You so know, they, like she did wear like maleficent horns or whatever. Yeah, you know? but you know what? Like, it's not a full cosplay. But, yeah, it's just but a cool- that didn't bother. That doesn't bother me. Right. Uh, right, uh, right. You know, I think it's like, you know, it is. It's like, it, 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 it's this thing where. I, I I think I just see it as it's so indicative of what frustrates me about wrestling right now. And then it was just a perfect storm for me of Bray coming out and showing everybody how it's done and like what wrestling is like when, you know, when we were kids, these characters were bigger and maybe it was sillier, but there's a middle ground here, you know, and especially yeah. if WWE wants to when and the competing with AEW, 
they'll never be able to compete with them in that arena if they start right, right, right. <laughs> that that level of production they cannot pull off you know no, no. <laughs> so if they up it that way it's just a, it's a great it's a great strategy anyway i mean i think that uh, uh all right so here's my next question for you okay AEW all out coming up pay-per-view yeah. $50 so do you think that price point is too high? Um, uh, you know, I, I think that, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, before I tell you my thoughts, what do you think about that? $50 to order it? Um, you know, fuck, I never know what to think with this fucking, this brand anymore. It's just, <laughs> oh, wait, it does, full it, disclosure, makes, I forgot. You, you give AEW more shit than most people. Well, it's not that I give them shit. I just... Like there's so much talking and all this stuff and they're talking about being a real company, but then I'm not getting like, and then anytime I question, it's like, Oh, you got to wait till October. All right. Well, I'll wait till October. But like, what's the plan? Am I getting like, if I, am I paying $50 for a pay-per-view every time? Like to me, I did it last time cause I tried to stream it and the stream was awful. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just buying this pay-per-view. Right. Um, you know, the bleacher, the, the two free in between is cool. So technically you're getting four pay-per-views from them in the last year and you're spending a hundred dollars, right? So 25 bucks each time, not the worst, right. but if their if their plan is to do four pay-per-views a year, which I think it probably will end up being then $50 a time. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think it's, I think that's really steep. And when, when you're, especially when your competition is offering $120 subscription base and you get 12 pay-per-views a year and, and uh, tap, tap into all the wrestling you've ever wanted to watch in your whole entire life. Right. Um, I, I'm trying my best not to get too harped up in the details when it comes to AEW. Like for instance, I was like bummed out when orange Cassidy signed with AEW. Not because I don't like AEW, but because, like, man, that guy needs to keep doing his run in the indies because it's so epic at every show that you go to. People right. need to experience him more in the indie scene and then let him fucking go crazy, right? So, you know, I don't know. I'm just so – like, one second I love Cody, and then the next second I think he's the fucking biggest asshole in the whole entire world. <laughs> so am I getting worked? Yeah, I'm getting worked. Uh, but am I going to order it? Yeah, I'm probably gonna. I love, order. I love how emotional you are right now. There's a lot of emotions here. There's a lot. There's a lot of thoughts that you're being pulled every way. You don't know what to think. Here's my. Here's what I think about it. Like I think you had some good points. I think. Look, I'm gonna buy it. Here's the, the bottom line: is all out. Is like uh, that show is sick. The card is sick. Uh, I double or nothing was one of my favorite shows. Arguably my favorite show of the year. Yeah, uh, we can't take that away from them. They did a lot of cool stuff. I think that when it comes to AEW, in well, that's just that. I think fifty dollars is a weird place to start for their crowning of the title. Um, yeah. Like I think you the know, show I'm, you'd want it to be more accessible, and this thing of like, well, like we get a couple of people together. That's just not the world we live in anymore. No one's getting no, together yeah. like that. You know what I mean? I don't get off my fucking couch for anybody anymore. No, we watch yeah. like we, you. You watch like you. You, you like are talking on. The, you know, you're Facetiming with someone while you're watching it or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just think, um, and, and I know they have plans for a subscription model and whatnot, but I'm just like, I, I think from a business standpoint, I think the price point's too high. I don't know who their yeah. analytics person was who said that. Like, I mean, they offered the last two for free, right? Right. So, but those, those shows were not nearly as important as this show. No, but it gives you a way to kind of like 
well, since they don't care about the casual fans, but it gives you a way to like kind of get be like, oh, this is for free. All I got to do is download this app and watch it. Okay, did I like this? Yeah, it was cool. Now the people have to determine whether they want to spend $50 or not. Is it steep? Yeah. Is it dumb business-wise? I don't think it's the smartest. If you're going into – about to like go into your live – you know, like your live television premiere in the month after that, I mean the more eyes on your product, the better. And if $50 is restricting people, it's, it's even stopping some of their regular fans, I feel like, from purchasing right. it because, you know, me, I'm so – careless with my money it's i learned a lot about that this weekend like everybody i was with had good budgets and yeah. i just fucking swipe my fucking card and i don't think about it you know like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like fuck i gotta start getting on a fucking budget plan well they because, rely on they, they depend on people like you <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah well you know people know like oh fifty dollars is too much for me that month me i'm just like fifty dollars yeah okay and but it's not like I'm the, oh, i'm rich and stuff i got a lot of bills i gotta pay too so right. i just don't think like that so you know, money—it's—it's it's tough, man. Yeah, whatever. I, I think, you know, I think the branding of it is like there's a weird thing where look, I know AEW what they're doing is uh, uh, Arlen said Arlen uh, uh, had said he had said Arlen like he said they must be banking on the fact that like the price point uh, not the price point doesn't really matter. The people are gonna buy it are gonna buy it. Like that's why you price something high. Is right. because you think that like making it lower is not going to change it. So that's probably what they're banking on. Um, and so I think that that's uh, that's probably true, right? Like I'm gonna, I would, I, I wish it was twenty five bucks, but it's fifty. But I think it's also this right. thing where I, I I think like right now I think about the people who hit me up and go, "What's this AEW thing, Dan? Like, what is that?" And then. Um, uh, it, and and then they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to order that for 50 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And what, but so, you also have Cody coming out and saying like, well, he's not – he doesn't care about those fans. You know, so like he knows his fans that that love him and love this company are going to spend $50 on it. And they'll figure out a way to fucking do it. He apparently – what he's saying is he doesn't really care about – the WWE fans who are like, I don't know if I'm going to watch AEW. Well, then, I mean, he's he's banking that, hey, the next day everybody's going to say All Out was the best show of the year. You got to you gotta check it out or, or look into it, and then that will get you into being like, all right, I'm going to watch on October and see what these guys are all about for free on TNT, you know? Right. Right. I mean, I guess yeah. so. I, okay. I don't fucking know. No, well, 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 we'll see. I'm just saying it was just kind of like a thing where I was like, oh, I felt like this is like a major inaugural show for them. And I was like, oh, this surely this one, they're going to want as many people to just to see it. And you know what I mean? Right. Like if they're putting yeah, all this yeah. money in. But anyway, look, again, this is kind of like not even what the shit we talk about on the, on the show. But uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sasha Banks back. Oh, dude. I mean, we, we knew she would come back heel. Uh, because uh, she, she, she just so, had to, yeah, you know, what are you saying? I, I'm just all about it. I mean, I, I posted that picture, like her hugging the two girls in the Becky Lynch jackets with this like smug look on her face. Like I'm about to get you back as my fans again. And I'm about to beat the shit out of Becky. And you guys don't even know, like I, I got worked, man. I saw the, I, you know, I saw the wig and I was like, uh, and I was like, because the moment was so interesting, right? Like. Natty's talking about her, her dad and it being a year since he passed away. Like that's some fucking heel shit, man. And like, 
You know what? I think they did it a little bit earlier, too, because it seemed like the Toronto crowd didn't realize what Natty was talking about and they were getting a little bit bored. So I think they busted out Sasha like kind of as a, all right, go out there now because we don't want the crowd to turn on her when she's doing this special moment. And then she goes out there and does the deed and and like, man, that blue hair and she, she was beating the shit out of fucking Becky and it got heated, man, like. I know people are like, oh, she's sloppy with the chair shots. Like, man, that's on everybody in that situation. Uh, you sa- you, not- the slo- are you saying Sasha was sloppy with the chair shots? Uh, apparently, like, I saw a video, like, she Be- Becky took, like, a shot in the I, back I- of the head. But yeah. she was, like, on all fours and, like, her I mean, head Sasha, was, like, Sasha up. is sloppy. And, like, we know this. She's been sloppy for a long time. I think at this point, especially her as a heel, it's, it's only a good thing, assuming no one gets hurt, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know. She has to be a heel because she has a notoriously uh, bad attitude. Uh, you know what I'm well, saying? So, like. I uh, did, when I was following along on her, like, um, she she was training. I don't know if it was Japan or China, but I know she was training with Zia Lee, who's, like, one of, the, uh, one of the NXT superstars that are coming up. And I think Sasha's going to have, like, a new, like, uh, like Japanese and st- tough in style, like strong style fighting because her new merch is kind of like uh, revolved around that. It looks like it's got that the kind Sasha of shirt. To it. Yeah. So it's got I, like I this saw Asian. It, the purple shirt. I, I wasn't into it. You dig it? Um, it's not just generic. Me, but it's kind of just like a shirt. Yeah. But if you look at it, look at the lettering. It's very like Japanese in style. It's got the Panthers. I think she's going to like, go into a more of a strong style style of fighting and i think if she parlays that into with her her boss gimmick like full heel like kind of the way like eo's doing it too like this crazy like badass like i'm gonna fucking kill you i don't care who you are i hope she just actually just is a boss i one thing i fucking love about wrestling i love that tell me any other thing where I, i mean i guess you could say like superhero stuff but whatever where you're like where like the color of her hair matters so much it's like oh Oh my my god God, her hair's a different color i was like fucking like coming in my pants because she has blue hair i'm like oh yeah not in a creepy way by the way not in a swampy way you know just because of the change never 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 i mean she yeah yeah the blue hair was like you know what's funny too is because she posted pictures like a couple days before and she had blonde and everybody failed to realize that in order to change her hair color, yeah, you got to go, reset it, right? You got to reset it. So I was like, oh, she's going blonde. She's definitely not coming back. And then she fucking comes back. And I'm like, wait, she was just blonde. And I'm like looking at her, her purple hair. And I'm like, there's something wrong with like her, her wig I'm like, or her weave. Yeah. You know, she's usually got it on tight. And then she when she ripped that thing off, man, that's that moment. You know, like what's cool is that like Moxley kind of set the trend and Bray's kind of set in the trend that like. You're starting to feel like Earrings. wrestlers are starting to allow to have a, like freedom in their character. You know, like you can feel it. Like there's almost like they're loosening the reins on some of these wrestlers and be like, all right, you want to do this? We'll do it. Let's give it a shot. We'll be heavily influenced by us, but we're going to take your lead and go with it. Like, I think that's important now, right? Well, like, we'll see. I mean, look, you know, look, we talked so much about Bray. I don't want to go back yeah. to Bray because we spent probably the first hour of the pod on Bray. But, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it depends on the talent. You know, I mean, some talents have great ideas. And then some talents, some talents well, have 
ideas that you might think are bad but are actually good and you got to hear them yes. out and then uh some talents need to be told what to do so that's why yes. i say wwe's creative process i think what gets frustrating for me is when like you i, I is that i doubt the WWE, uh, oh man, I'm getting so much work stuff. I'm, the, I'm doubt that the WWE's creative process is one dimensional like that, where it's like we do it all, like the, you know, we do it all, blah blah blah. I think it's talent based, and I think that's why Dean is kind of just crazy. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, 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 <laughs> like. Oh, he, he, Dean is a guy who, like, I barely understand when he's talking in the ring. You know what I mean? <laughs> that they're probably just like, they're, they're probably like, oh, we, we got to control this guy. Like, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he wants to be crazy, you know? Anyway, that's my theory. I don't have any proof of that. But, all right. Yeah, I mean, did you I, think, I'm moving on, Goldberg Ziggler, yeah. Goldberg, Goldberg Ziggler. And I want to make sure we get to that. So, what do you, I feel like I'm biased is why I specifically want your, uh, although I don't know if you seem, you count yourself as biased also as a dude I'm who's pretty met biased now too. We all like Ziggler because <laughs> he's one of the, yo, once he told me that I should, uh, once he told me that I should do kids birthday parties because I look so much like Seth Rollins, I'm like, I, Ziggler, I love Ziggler. I'm, I'm completely, <laughs> I'm the biased Ziggler trait. Yeah. But like, so, do you, so do you, I was bummed that like, this is what the road, this is the way they chose to do this match. Um, yeah, I think it's cool to see Spears, but it's also like with Ziggler, I know I'm biased, but I'm like, yo, you can't have this guy have a title shot last month, you know, and then right. just be a complete jobber like that. Well, um, I mean, you're friends with him, so you probably know more than me. So first of all, um, I live it really delivered like yes and it I was, he did an amazing job with the segment and it's not like I've talked to him or anything so I, I yeah. about this I have no idea and he might feel like that he might feel really good about it he should feel good about it because the performance was fucking great it was yeah. completely unpredictable it was a great way to use Goldberg who is extremely limited you know what I mean but yeah. there was part of me that was like let's see let's see if Gold I was like let's see if Ziggler can carry a match for Goldberg especially coming off the match with Taker like I don't uh, think this fixed Goldberg if his, his thing was that like I could still go that match was just it was like 200 degrees and I and I hit my head that, yeah. This match proved nothing to fix that his image in terms of being a worker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was ever really the goal. I think yeah. like, you know, I mean, no one expected Ziggler to do what he did after he got, you know, after the match was over, like right. to call him back out again, and he comes back down, and he, and then the third time he comes all the way back from backstage and hits him off the ropes. And like we were sitting there, and Jack and I were like laughing our asses off. We thought it was well, so I mean, fucking good. Also, props to Ziggler for how he he ate that first spear in a way. It was like I, I don't think I've ever seen a spear. Like oh, actually, Ziggler did you watch SmackDown? sells spears so well. Yeah, I did. But he Dude. he also took his there's a there's a spear from Roman Reigns on the yeah. ramp. That that Ziggler took one time. Oh where, my god! Yeah, when remember that? Roman's coming down the ramp. Yeah. Ziggler eats spears. This is the problem is that you, there's no, no good deed goes unpunished. Like if you fucking can sell the way Ziggler can sell, you're going to get fucking, you're going to get jobbed out, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's what people, you know, Buddy Murphy has this amazing match against Roman Reigns. And the reason why everybody loves it so much is because it looked like he fucking did a Spanish fly on Roman Reigns at the end of that, on that spear at the end. And like, 
you if yeah. you're able to sell, you, you're. Oh yeah, you know, but you're talking about the Buddy Murphy spear. Yeah, from Reigns, that was incredible. Yeah. But you know Dude, I'm a sucker for that. I love a, a, I if you a, throw a flip in at the end of a move. I love it. Yeah. And Roman on Twitter gave him a, like tweeted about like and gave him a rub. And then I saw below Bubba Ray commented on it like, you know, it's not about winning the matches. If you are able to sell and sell the match and get it over to the crowd, it's just as good as winning the match sometime, you know. And, and that's so true. It's like so many people like would look at that and be like, oh, well, you know, buddy's jobbed out to Roman. No, he didn't job out to Roman. He just went 15 minutes with the guy, stood toe-to-toe, went, you know, the whole way, and then sold the finisher to make Roman look even better, you know, so. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, I think that was great. Uh, by the way, I said on this podcast that, uh, I said on this podcast that uh, Kevin Owens' gimmick should be the working dad. And, yeah. uh, I mean, we might have a mole situation, which we always know, because now they find him 100K and he's talking about paying for his kid's college. Yeah. And uh, he's pulling the full on like that $100,000. Oh, and by the way, I always say they should talk more about money uh, yeah. because it gives stakes. That $100,000 is like, he's like, that doesn't mean anything to you. It's a new car. But to me, that's my kid's college. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, come on. I just know Dude, what I'm doing. I, re- I just know what I'm doing. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's and you know what we're seeing so much more of it now, you know like, yeah. well, you know one, someone on the group just posted uh, one of the guys Gary and Gary's always like a little negative about WWE. He's like, he's like, I gotta got admit that? it, man. He's like this Kevin Owens and Shane stuff has got me interested and back into watching. And this, you know, uh, I forgot what was the other thing. Oh, the Bray, uh, the Bray stuff. And I was like, hell yeah, man. And this Roman Reigns fucking shit is awesome. The Roman Reigns stuff is great. Also, because part of what makes it so good is that they're, uh, they actually Roman Reigns matters the least. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. just happens to be the victim of the thing, and then but he's going around like kind of like a cop, like like a like a like a like a like a bad cop, like searching out the answers that he needs, but one punch at a time. Right, and yeah. it's and it's fucking great, and it's, it's like great. they end on a cliffhanger. It. We never get cliffhangers anymore at the end of a show. We got a fucking cliffhanger. Yeah. Wait, wait till next week. You know. See if see this is the whole thing is that if I I, I feel like. WWE is taking so many of the, my notes, you know, uh, yeah. it, which was that like, we need to watch the show. It needs to be more serialized. We need to watch it for the same reason we watch Game of Thrones and other TV shows. Oh, and yeah. right now we're investing in this story. Like we're seeing a lot of like, uh, uh, we're seeing, we're, we're, dude, King of the Ring. I yeah. mean, you know, hey. like that's the perfect example. Every week there's going to be a new match and it's going to lead up to Clash of Champions to the point where, you have to, you have to tune into Clash of Champions to find out who's going to win King of the Ring and find out what it does for you. You know, and now these stories are popping up, and it's just like you know, it's becoming television that you have to. We just tuned in because we're marks, right. but in order to get the people back and watching, I I will guarantee that by the time October comes around, ratings are going to be the highest they've ever been, and everybody's going to be more invested and. People are going to be less likely to be pissed off. Like there's, there's not as much negative shit as there was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, so it's. 
I think but that, that uh, I think AEW I think AEW is going to do what they do great. Like we're, we're, there's no like the competition wise. Like WWE is right now doing what they should do, which is be a billion dollar company with high level production, high high level show. Uh, they can do storytelling. They can do anything. I mean, like they're really the right. sky's the limit. They're going to be a Fox. They have a tremendous talent. They just got to give them the storytelling. They got to give them the gimmicks. They got enough guys doing shit right. They got Seth Rollins back on track. Uh, you know. And uh, an AEW do, will do what they do, which will be like higher work rate, and it'll be more um, <laughs> or, or whatever. It, it, ter- you know, higher work rates are even yeah. hard to say. Yeah, we know what it is at this point. You know, I think everybody knows what to expect. And right, I don't. Even in know. the end, you just got to remember you're watching fucking wrestling. It's cool. It's fun. It now you have more options. You can watch. Tune in when you want. You can. Then you know, WWE is a media empire now. You don't actually have to watch. On a Monday night, if you can't, you can just go to their social media and find out everything that happened. And if there's something that heightens your interest, you can go back on your DVR or on your Hulu or on the network one day and watch it or on YouTube and get a, a highlight recap. Like, it's all a different experience now. And, like, I'll tell you what, though. S- Toronto, between Toronto, uh, SummerSlam and WrestleMania, uh, like, I had a, the... Yeah. It was different, two different things, because we had Calmania and all that stuff going on in the tailgate. But, like, man, I had a lot of fun in Toronto. Like, it was wrestling-wise, like, and the people, like, and the city. It just delivered, man, on, like, on all levels, like, big time. Yeah. We were sitting up we were sitting I, I, up top I, I, I in the 300s. So, yeah. I was cool. We were sitting uh, up top and in the 300s, and... We were like, oh, shit, our seats up top were better than the ones that were downstairs, you know? like. Well, the worst seats are on the, the floor seats are the worst um, uh, unless if you're in the first the, – the, the crazy thing with wrestling is the first row experience versus the second row. I've only sat in front yeah. row, you know, very recently. I had very good seats. Yeah, yeah. Great seats. Great, great, seats. great seats. But I sat front row. I had Raw and SmackDown. And, uh, like, first row is a an amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Second row is such a big jump down. Like it's still awesome because you're close or whatever. But the next couple rows are kind of the same. But once you get to like past the tenth row, I'd be in the 100 section, 100 percent over that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it's a flat ground. Um, But you got to. Everyone needs to know when you're going to manias. Watch out for those lights. They will blind you. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to that closer to Mania season. But okay, well, I think we, co- we covered most of it, Tulo. Uh, uh, you know, and I'm glad we got to talk because uh, that's what I was telling people that I had no problem. I got no problem with you, okay? I had no problem uh, with what you did. I, I was saying, look, I was saying that I don't condone what you did. I understood why you did what you did to Ify. We're talking, of course, you attacked if he knew out of way uh, with a with a uh, WWE shop zone uh, briefcase, yeah. and, uh, yeah, and I mean you could call it that, but and, that's fine. Yeah, okay, you know, all right. But all I'm saying is that we got no problems. I'm saying I don't condone it, and I can't protect you from any of that stuff. So you know, it, it it's it, whatever. Cool, Dan. I, I, listen, man, my problem ain't with you. You know that if I'm doing anything, it's it's to make things right, and it's time, man. Like, it's time. All right. That's all I got to say. Right. And when it happens, we'll be on the right all side. Right. Of I'm not even sure what you're talking about. I got to go. Anyway, okay. Um, well, Nick Tulo, Dre Shabs, we're cashing out. Look, 
great weekend of professional wrestling. Did we get to it all today? No, I got tons more notes, but I'm glad we had a nice organic conversation, specifically about, about the fact that, man, the times are here. Uh, it is August right now. WWE's kicking it up clearly, and uh, AEW All Out, that show you know is going to like change the tone. All these shows are going to start uh, being more and more important as we go along. And uh, congrats to Bray Wyatt for stealing the show at SummerSlam and really setting the tone for what wrestling should be and what, and, and uh, uh, in my opinion. And uh, let's cut out the cosplay. Look at all the greats right now. The greats in pro wrestling right now, I don't know. In my opinion, are the ones they're not cosplaying. So they have touches of pop culture references, which wrestling should have. But you had Seth Rollins looks great. Okay, the only time I didn't like his gear when he was wearing like Chicago Bears colors or something, like, you know. But most of the time, his gear looks fucking good. And by the way, that Rollins Seth match—that was the match we needed to see. Thank God, no low blow. Loved it. Uh, Seth looked like a hero. It's great. He already has that legitimacy. Now he's going into a nice feud with AJ, another guy. Uh, great. His gear, completely original. That's his look. He creates it. I want my wrestlers to be original. I want them taking risks. So I, I appreciate that Ricochet wore a full bodysuit. That's a big risk. But it's like making it after like some superhero character. It's like, come on, man. Uh, it, 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 make your own shit. You know, the wings were cooler when he wears the wings. That's it. But I will say with Ricochet... He might work a little better as being like just a cool guy, but that's a talk for another time. I'm going to hit you guys with a Patreon episode, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Check out, support us, okay? We're going to put out bonus episodes. I'm going to do a bonus episode on the Stone Cold Show. Uh, when I, I'm working a lot right now, but I got to watch it because I watched it on mute. Uh, I saw Rob Briggle and him and some fucking ATV. Uh, I'm pumped to watch it, but I'm going to put a Patreon episode talking about that. Um, and maybe some of the SummerSlam stuff I didn't get to. But, man, what a great show. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, hey, everybody. I'm signing out from the Road Diaries. Comedians Wrestling. I'm here in Augusta, Georgia. I'll see you next week from... I don't. I think I'm in. Actually, not 100% sure where I am next Wednesday, but I think North Carolina. Maybe I'll if I can find a second. I'll meet up with some of you uh, jabroniacs. But uh, hey, everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Cheers up. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.